0: Oh God, by the preaching of Your Word, Lord, may You also follow us, confirming it with signs and with wonders and with diverse miracles. Show us Your glory this afternoon. Let the dew of heaven fall upon us once again. Pour upon us Your glory. We ask, O Spirit of God, that you take control of this atmosphere. Seize the atmosphere. We yield to you. Have your way, O Spirit of God. You are the great teacher. You are the advocate. Speak on our behalf. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands together for Jesus. And you may be seated. Wonderful. Ben, come, come, come and sit down here. Come. Thank you. We're just in the spirit. Wonderful. Amen. Wonderful. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. We are continuing with our message on the spirit of wisdom the spirit of wisdom i think we are getting to the end of this series as the spirit leads we will see how it goes i think we've been sharing from this particular message For a while now, several weeks now, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. It says, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. It says, exalt her and she shall promote thee, she shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Amen. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 1. So wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the main thing. Wisdom is the main thing. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 1 he says wisdom had builded her house she had hewn out her seven pillars she had killed her beast hallelujah wisdom had builded her house she had hewn out her seven pillars wisdom has hewn out pillars to hold her house pillars to support her house she had killed her beast hallelujah so we've been sharing a lot about wisdom we've been sharing a lot about wisdom and we are sharing about certain pillars that wisdom uses to hold the house that she builds amen wow, yeah. we've been sharing some pillars and we say if you are a wise person you erect these pillars to build a stable home to bring stability in your home. How many of you are learning from these pillars? Now the first one, five people are learning from these pillars. Six. Seven. A lot of you. (laughs) It is well. Wonderful. So what is the first pillar? The first pillar we said kill the beast in your home. Kill the beast in your home. Please get these messages. They are on our podcast. Listen to these messages and I believe they will bless you. They will bless you immensely. Just take time and soak in these messages. It says, kill the beast in your home. The next one we say, make a firm decision not to divorce or not to separate yourselves. A firm decision, that decision you ought to make, you have to make. A wise person makes a decision not to break the relationship, not to divorce, not to separate. God is a wise God. And he says, I hate putting away. I hate divorce. Hallelujah. If God hates something, then you should also hate it. Amen. The next pillar we said is the pillar of order. The pillar of order that God sets order in our lives God sets order in our lives and if we obey this order it brings stability in our homes hallelujah and we shared another pillar we said the pillar of the presence of God the pillar of the presence of God hallelujah which is the pillar of love Amen. The pillar of the presence of God is the pillar of love. Hallelujah. How many of you were here last week? Yes. So we shared about love. 1 John 4 verse 8. We said, He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. He that loveth not knoweth not God. Because God is love. God is love. When we talk about love, you are talking about God. You cannot talk about love without God. God is love. When we say love, it means God. It's like God's other name is love. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So when someone says I love you, it means I have a lot of God in me for you. amen Amen. Is somebody understand what i'm sharing so if someone does not know god the person cannot love you if someone says i love you and the person does not know god the bible says that person is a liar it means what the person is saying is a lie so if there is anyone who is an unbeliever that says i love you he is a liar according to the scriptures i didn't write the bible Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Anyone that loveth knoweth God. Verse 12, it says, No man hath seen God at any time. 1 John 4, 12. It says, No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. If we love one another, what it means is that there is God in us. God dwells in us that is what makes us able to do that amen is somebody understanding what we are sharing if we love one another it means god dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us his love is perfected in us then he says hereby this is how this is how hereby know we that we dwell in him when we have love one for another That is when we know really that we dwell in God. And he is in us. Do you understand what I'm sharing? This is how. It says, hereby, hereby, this is how. Hereby know we that we dwell in him. And he in us. Because he had given us of his spirit. It is only when we have the spirit of God in us that we are able to love. You cannot love without God. If you don't have the Spirit of God and you say you love, you are a liar. Because love only comes from God. God is love. There is no other meaning to love. God is love. Amen. You can say I love you with the love of God. There's no other one. I love you means I have a lot of God in me for you. There is a lot of God in me. Amen. So we said to bring love into a home means to bring the presence of God into the home. When we have love in the home, it means the presence. It says hereby know we that we have God in us. That we have God in us. And he is in us. That we dwell in him and he is in us because we have the Spirit of God hallelujah so this is how we bring love into the home this is how we bring God's presence into the home when we have love one for another and we saw in 1st Corinthians 13 that we can do many wonderful things we can do so many wonderful things that appear to be directly related to god but totally without god totally void of god it appears to be in relation to god it appears to be related to god but totally void of god has no god with it and there is no god in it hallelujah now what do we say is void of God? When we are doing things that has some relation or some semblance of God. Why do we say there is, it is void of God? We say that because it is void of love. There is no love. When the love is absent, then there is no God in it. Because whatever we do, if there is love in it, that it means that God is in it. So love is a very important thing. Love is something that if you have in you, it means you have God in you. That you can confirm, it is something that you can stand on and confirm that there is God in you. There is God in you. And this can happen in a church also. It happens in a church. The scripture says we can speak in tongues. And we can speak with the the, the language of angels. You see, now when you hear someone speak with the language of angels, you speak in the language of angels, you speak spiritual language, you speak in tongues, that person has a lot of semblance to God. But the Bible says that if there is no love in such a person, he is only making noise. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity. Charity is love. So give us some scripture that, you know. Do you say, I charity you? You know, I charity you. I really charity you, pa. I charity you. You see, you don't understand it like that. Let's be real. And let's read. It says, if I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels. Wow. If I could speak all the languages of the earth, and of angels that means you can speak I can preach to you in German I can preach to you in Spanish I can preach to you in French I can preach to you in a I can preach to you in any language in Russian in in Ukraine in any language and I can also speak in the language of angels You see, if I begin to quote a scripture and then I'm saying it in another language and I'm quoting it in another, and I'm, you'll see, wow! You'll be very impressed. All the languages of the earth. And I also change it into tongues. <laughs> and I'm quoting the scriptures in tongues. Ash, You will think that I am a very wild person, but the Bible says, but didn't love others, I will be a noisy gong. Or a clenching symbol, what? Noisy for nothing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we may appear as if we are very spiritual. But really we are sounding symbols, Clenching symbols, And noisy gongs. Noisy gongs. And the reason is because God is far from us. Love is far from us. Amen. The proof that God is far from us is evident in the fact that there is no love. There is no love. That is the proof that there is no God in us. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what we are sharing? So Jesus gave us a very great key to identify who is a true Christian. Who is a true Christian. Or a church that is a true church of God. A church where we can say that the presence of God is here. That we can identify a church and say that there is God in here. That these are the children of God. This, the gathering is the gathering of the children of God. Do you want to see the scripture? John chapter 13 and verse 35. John chapter 13 and verse 35 amen He says by this by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples if men are looking for a church of the disciples of christ jesus is saying by this shall all men know That ye are my disciples. By what? If ye have love one to another, it says by this. This is an identity of a church of God. When we have love one for another or one to another. Amen. It means a true church of God a true church of God, one who has the true disciples of Christ is the one where there is love one for another where the members have love one for another, that when someone comes the person feels love you know people who have experienced near-death experience and then they have gone to heaven the first thing that they say is that you feel love you feel like love is tangible in the place that shows that God is there so the indication that there is is the presence of God in a place is when men have love one for another hallelujah that is a clear sign that God is in a place we don't use miracles and prophecies do you understand we don't use miracles and prophecies to say that there is God here we don't use that Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We don't use miracles and even faith. That people have faith. So much faith to do wonderful things. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity i become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Next verse. It says and though I have the gift of prophecy. Gift of prophecy. And you can prophesy. And understand all mysteries wow you come and tell a dream and then we tell you exactly what the dream is and it comes to pass you understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith you th- you see you would think that when a person has faith then the person has God And I have all faith so that I can remove mountains. I can remove mountains. I'm not even talking about mountains. If I'm able to have faith and just tell the speaker that is sitting here, move. And the speaker moves here. And as they turn right, and the speaker starts going down here. Some of you start running away from me. You will start running away. True or not true? Some of you, if I come near you, just bow down. If I am able to move, <laughs> I just speak to the speaker, and I say, go. When you reach to Mr. Japan, I say, stop there, stop there. Ten. Go to Mr. Japon, stand up. Mr. Japan, lie down. Follow. You'll be jumping, and you'll be falling down. You see, but the Bible says, if I'm able to have all faith, and do all of this, and have not love, I am nothing. Nothing. That means you have no God in you. You are nothing. It's amazing. Amen. So we don't use miracles and prophecies and faith to determine the presence of God in a place. We use love. That is why the scripture says, so abided faith, hope, love. These three things. But the greatest of all, the greatest of all is love. Because that is God. Love is God. So he's the greatest of all. Hallelujah. Amen. So a home where there is love is indication that God's presence is in that place. It means the pillar that supports that home is the presence of God. Hallelujah. Today I want us for a short time look at another pillar. The pillar of trust. The pillar of trust and loyalty. The pillar of trust and loyalty. How many of you think that trust in our home is very important? Yeah. Trust. Trust is a very strong and a necessary pillar in every home. The pillar of trust is a very necessary pillar in every home no home will survive without the pillar of trust no home will survive with the pillar of trust amen no home will prevail without the pillar of trust when trust is broken the home comes down hallelujah So, trust forms the basis for a long-lasting relationship. It forms the basis for any relationship that is going to last for a long time. It forms the basis for any relationship that is going to survive or that is going to overcome adversities, difficult times, and challenges. Trust, when it is there, it prevails. Hallelujah. But you see, many people take it for granted. Many people trivialize trust and they play with trust. Now, trust as strong a pillar as it is, it is also very delicate. It's a very strong pillar, but it's very delicate. What I mean by that is, it is a very strong pillar, but it is easily broken. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Or you don't understand? I said trust is a strong pillar. It is needed for any home to survive. But at the same time, you can easily break trust. It's very delicate. People expect others to believe or trust them. People expect others to trust them. But you see, one cannot just trust anyone. We can't just trust you. Isn't that so? Just because you are saying we should trust you. <laughs> what makes you believable is when you make yourself trustworthy. That, what, that is what makes you believable. That is how we can trust you when you make yourself trustworthy. You must give us basis to trust you. We can't just trust you. We can't just say we believe everything you say. You must give us basis to trust you. Hallelujah. If you want to build something that is intended to last very long, it must be free from questions, free from doubt, free from second thoughts it must be free from all of these things if you want to build something that is going to last long it must be free from all of these free from doubt free from suspicion so trust can be broken even when you are beloved when you are trying to know yourselves when you are getting to know yourselves as beloved you are you you do you know what is beloved who doesn't know what is beloved don't know what is beloved beloved is the people who are planning to get married and they are getting to know themselves amen so you see that trust that trust it starts right from there If a young man is looking for a serious, committed, faithful Christian wife to marry and he finds one, and he finds one, you see, he's looking for a Christian or he's looking for one who says he's a Christian or she says he's a Christian or a young woman is looking for a young Christian man to marry, she's looking for one who says he's a Christian and it's faithful to the word isn't that so and is serious with God and walks with God so if he or she manages to sleep with you the trust is broken I said the trust is broken what he said he was looking for is not what he has found or what she said she was looking for is not what she has found because you claim to be a christian who abides by the word of god and you are breaking that trust which is the word of god do you You see that is why so many people when they are beloved dosing and they sleep with each other they don't marry they go and look for another one who they can trust i'm telling you something Because then they conclude that, ah, you say you are a Christian. You are not really a Christian. Because if truly you were a Christian, this would not have happened. So they begin to look for one who they can trust. The trust is broken. Now sometimes, you see, sometimes you may even go ahead and get married. But I can tell you that the trust is broken. That person will always have in the back of his mind, this is not a true Christian. Even though he or she will not say it. Even though you both committed the crime or the sin. Do you understand? But you both don't trust yourselves. You can't trust him with another Christian sister. Neither can you trust her with another Christian brother. Because the same nature, the same way he says he's a Christian, he or actually she. Or you don't like what I'm saying. So we may build, we may, we, we may build the relationship, but it is lacking that trust. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? Yes. So how do we build the pillar of trust in our homes? How do we build the pillar of trust in our homes? Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 21. How many of you want to know how to build the pillar of trust? How many of you want to be trusted? You want to, be tr- you want to prove to your wife, your husband, your beloved. You want to prove with others, people that you relate to. You want to prove them to, to them that you are trustworthy. You can be trusted. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 21. It says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Verse 24, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. The man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Hallelujah. So verse 24, it says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave, cleave unto his wife. Cleave unto his wife means to join unto his wife to, or to unite with his wife. And the Bible says, And the two shall become one flesh. Another version, the common uh, contemporary English version says, They shall become as one person. Amen. Or they shall be like one person. And then verse 25 says, Now when this happens, when this happens, then the Bible says, the man and his wife become naked to each other and they are not ashamed. The man and his wife. Naked and they are not ashamed. Now when you are naked with each other, it means there is nothing that is hidden from each other. When you are naked, it means you are exposed. Isn't that what it means? It means there is nothing about you that I do not know. Is somebody understanding the word of God? You see, that is why in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, and verse 13, the Bible says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but that all things are naked. All things are naked and open unto Him with whom we have to do. All things are naked to God. That means that all things are bare. There is nothing hidden to God. Do you understand? So when the man and the woman become naked to each other, that means there is nothing hidden between the two of them. Is somebody understanding the word of God this afternoon? There is nothing hidden. So, to be naked means to be transparent. It means to be bare. Hallelujah. It means to be exposed. You are exposed. There is nothing about you that we do not know. There is nothing about you that I do not know. There is nothing about me that you do not know. So, some people just want to be trusted. And they say, oh, trust me. I want you to trust me. We can't just trust you. You have to be naked first. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? or oh, you don't understand the word of God. I'm not saying take your clothes off. But I want you to trust me and then you begin to. I begin to take my clothes off so you can trust me. But that is what some people say trust me trust me believe what i'm saying you see you can't just you don't need to say that believe what i'm saying trust me you say i swear believe what i'm saying do you want me to swear you see we don't need you to swear Some people say, look in my eyes. Just you look in my eyes and listen to me. We do not need to look into your eyes. We need you to be naked. When you are naked, there is no need for you to explain anything. You take out suspicion. You take out doubts. And you take out questions. When you are naked. With whom you have to do. When you are naked to your wife, you take a suspicion. You don't need any of this to swear and to look in the eyes and to see if your eyes are shaking. To see if you, are, you see, you just ought to be naked. Someone says, oh, I know when my wife is lying because I can look in her eyes. How can you look in somebody's eyes and see that the person is lying? I can look in the eyes and then I see that the eyes are shaking like this. That is called nystagmus. That is a medical disease. It's not lying. Amen. So when we don't know anything about you, we begin to make up who you are. When we don't know anything about you, we begin to form an impression of you. When you are not naked, we begin to imagine how you look like or not true you see things are going in your heads and all kinds of thoughts but i want you to be spiritual this afternoon for a moment as we are sharing about nakedness do you understand when we do not know when you don't expose yourself we begin to imagine who you are and we begin to paint a picture of who you are and we begin to form An image of who you are. Amen. That is why sometimes it becomes impossible to trust certain people because they are not exposed, they are not naked, and we have formed a certain impression about who they are. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, when you are going to board a plane, when you are going to board a plane the people don't know who you are do you understand they do not know who you are and you can say believe me i'm a christian <laughs> and you can name your pastor you can name i was in the sermon last sunday as i'm leaving as i'm coming i'm just leaving from church you can show them your bible do you understand or you can even have a collar on and say you are a pastor they still don't know who you are. So you identify yourself first. You give them your passport, and you say, "This is who I am." They say, "Okay, we know, but what is hidden? You are not naked, so we don't know who you are, and we are not safe. We cannot trust that we can ride with you on the plane. Isn't that so?" So they say, "Begin to remove things. Take your jacket. Take off." And they uh, say, "We don't know who you are." We don't know if we can trust you. And so they put you through a certain machine where you are bare. You are naked. They can see through you. They can see that there is nothing hidden in you. They can see that there is no agenda. They can see that there is nothing that is posing as a threat. They can—they want to, they do not want to form a picture about you. They just want to see your nakedness. And the moment they see your nakedness, the moment you are exposed and they see your nakedness, they say, now we can trust you. You are faithful. We can ride the plane with you. We know you are safe. Once your nakedness is exposed. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So nakedness is important to bring trust. To be bare is necessary to bring trust. Hallelujah. When the man and his wife become one flesh, the Bible says there is nakedness between them because they have become one flesh. Are you understanding what I'm sharing? It says there is nakedness. Once, it says and they were both naked, the man and his wife. Because the scripture before, it says, it says and the, the, see, for this reason, the man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Now, when the two become one flesh, it means they have one eyes or one set of eyes. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It means they have one set of eyes. You see, I'm explaining to you what is nakedness. They have one set of eyes. That means that there is nothing that you can see that I cannot see. That means that anything that you see, I should also see it. It means you can see something and hide it from me. Your eyes are my eyes. Amen. Amen. Your eyes are my eyes. Your hands are my hands. If your hands can handle this, I should be able to handle it. We are one flesh means we have one set of legs. Wherever you go in, I should be able to go with you. There should be no neck, there should be no hidden agenda that where I'm going, you can go. You see there are some men that says, "Oh, oh give me." I oh, say, "I'm coming. I'm coming." you know you are going but he says i'm coming i'll be back i'll be back one two one two you see where you are going my feet should be able to go also that is one day i become one flesh one flesh it means that wherever i go you should comfortably come with me and there should be nothing hidden, no agenda. There will be no one there that should hinder you being there also. If I can be there, you should be able to come there also. Wow. Amen. Wow. The man and his wife become one flesh. They were not ashamed. That means that I am not embarrassed but I am going to see them. It will not be embarrassed to see that I am there. You should not be embar- I will not be embarrassed or be ashamed that you have seen that I am talking to this person. Somebody understand what I am sharing with you. It means that they have one mind. One mind. When they are one flesh, it means there is one mind. That means anything that is in your head should be in my head also. I am teaching you about nakedness. That trust in the home that builds trust in the home there should be no telephone number on your phone that i should not see there should not be such things that you are you are taking a shower and your phone is on the the, 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 the shower line and then it will fall in the water the man went to take a shower and he forgot he left his phone on the on the kitchen counter and then he's in the shower and he (laughs) he heard the phone ringing and then he came out of the shower come out of the shower to take your phone you see it's not necessary Cause he forgot his phone. Amen. You sleep with your wallet. And you 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 you, you intentionally had bought pyjamas that has zip. Zip. And then you have put your wallet in your pocket and you zip it up so now you leave room because you are hiding something i have to form an image of you and so now you leave room that in the night you see that somebody is trying to also unzip your (laughs) unzip your pocket and you see something is getting into your pocket you see some they said there was a couple as a the man is always sleeping on his wallet. And then he sleep on the side so that the wallet is on the bed. So that his back is lying on it. So the woman cannot get access. So the woman pretends like she's also like turning. And then she's rolling the man. Rolling the man. <laughs> rolling the man. <laughs> they say you have left room for doubt perhaps there's nothing in your wallet if you will leave it on the counter the person will never open it but now that it is hidden you have created doubt suspicion and questions that need to be answered and so she's turning She's standing and then he says, says, Oh, as for why she can't sleep still. When she, you have no idea. She has an agenda. She wants to roll you over so she can have access to your wallet. Because of doubt that you have created. Amen. Bringing the soap and everything. the living room bring it everything because you have to get your phone because it's ringing who is calling that i don't need to know he said the man and his wife become one flesh everyone that calls you i should know the person i should know the person there is no one that calls you that i do not know I should know every name that is on your phone and I should be able to get answer and say who is this and you see there are some people you see a, a woman a wife every time someone is dropping you off from work dropping you off and then when they ask who is this man oh no mine no and then you oh who is that guy who's always oh, oh Douglas oh please you see, but Douglas is something seriously in your life. Who is, who is this? Oh, ah, Douglas. Ah, please. Douglas. But you know that that's not just art, ah, Douglas. That's a serial Douglas. And the person doesn't know. Huh? There's a serious Douglas Who is the man that is always dropping you? Just tell, this is Douglas. This is the person that I work with. This is the person who sits behind me. This is the person who is this. This is Douglas. Come and meet my husband. This is my husband. Amen because as you are coming Douglas has not been this that Douglas he has been his hands have been going all over the place and then he has just dropped you and then we are asking who is Douglas <laughs> do not leave room for doubt he says the man and his wife become one flesh you should have one mind that means whatever Douglas is in your head I should have the same kind of Douglas in my head <laughs> You don't like my message yeah? I'm talking about trust you see you don't know why there's no trust in your home you don't understand why there's no trust in your home you have friends that your husband does not know friends that your husband does people that you talk to on a regular basis constantly you are talking to them constantly, and then you are holding your phone, and then when your husband is coming, and then you flip it, and then you are doing something else. You checking your email. Uh, you open an email. email. <laughs> Meanwhile, you are uh, you are on text messaging. Some of you you delete messages. You delete messages. As soon as the message comes, you delete it. Why? Why? Your phone is there, and then <laughs> some mes- text messages come. Some of you have locked your phone that when the text message comes, no one can see it. What do you have to hide? What do you have to hide? I'm asking ask your neighbor, what are you hiding? Ask your neighbor, are we one? Are we one? One flesh, one flesh. One flesh. He says, the man and his wife both were naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. I'm not ashamed for you to see what this message I have received. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Nakedness, exposure, exposure. He says, they were one flesh, one flesh, the man and his wife. One flesh, one mind, one ears. That means when you hear, I should be able to hear. That's what, that's what, that's what, that's what, what Isn't that so? Yes. What you hear, I should be able to hear. I'm talk- <laughs> hey, my wife is coming, my wife is coming. <laughs> Change the topic. Change the topic. What topic? What were you talking about? What is it that you were hearing that she cannot hear? Her topic. (laughs) You see, we create, we create doubt, and we create. Perhaps you are not talking about anything, but the fact that you are hiding it, it brings doubt. It brings suspicion. And it brings questions, and then you let the person paint a picture or an image of a person that perhaps you are not. (laughs) But when there is nakedness, when there is nakedness and exposure, amen. Everything that affects one must affect the other also. Do you understand? Everything that affects you must affect you. Anything that embarrasses you should embarrass me. That is when we say the man loving his wife as his own self. Because we are one. We are one flesh. Whatever affects you affects me. Isn't that so? Because we are one flesh. That is why you can stand and defend your husband. You can stand and defend your wife. Because when he's affected, it affects you. Because you have become one flesh. Hallelujah. Because you have become one flesh. Amen. I'm teaching you the foundations of trust. How to bring trust in our home. Nakedness. Nakedness. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Now some few areas that need nakedness. Let me just mention them and then we will... Close. Some few areas that need nakedness. Historical nakedness. Historical nakedness. There must be historical nakedness. Do you understand? So when you were in high school, you had a child. Two, three children. You know, your wife or your husband should know. Do you understand? You know, there are some people, they are beloved, but they hide things. You are hiding things until your husband marries you and or until the person has fallen in love but you should be naked from the beginning amen you have some children in some state (laughs) or you have a child in your village You don't understand the message. You don't like it. You have, you, have, you have some... It is true. Let the person know. Because, you see, I said trust is a very important pillar, but it's very delicate. Because you may think that this child in this village, no one will ever know. But one day the child will show up. And then he'll bring you a DNA report. Do you understand yes. yeah so historical nakedness there shall also be financial nakedness financial nakedness financial nakedness some of you your spouses do not know how much you make they don't know how much you make since you married Fifteen years ago, you uh, you said the same amount is what you make. Even you have changed jobs three times, the same amount. When the income tax season comes, you intentionally take the key, the mailbox key, from your wife's keys, and she says, "My mailbox key is missing." You say, "Maybe it fell down." Because you don't want her to open the mailbox to see your tax return. Your wife has never seen your paycheck. Your husband has never seen your paycheck. There is no nakedness. Amen. And so it creates suspicion. It creates suspicion. You have been making, since 1972, the same amount. The same amount is what you make. Now that they have online banking, no statement coming in the house. No statement coming in the house. You see, when you, when you make your life like that, you create doubt. Somebody understand what I'm saying? You create doubt and suspicion. You're building a house somewhere, no one knows. Nobody knows. So there must be financial nakedness. You know, your pay stop is not be a secret in the house. It's some treasure that, you know, when as assume, you know, Thursday is when the thing comes. So Thursday, you leave work early to take the thing from your mailbox. Why? Financial nakedness. Tell your neighbor, financial nakedness. Amen. And social nakedness. Social nakedness. Social naked. Now we have different forms of social kinds of relationship. Isn't that so? So your friends should be my friends. Or at least I should know them. We don't have the same conversation, but I should know that this person is your friend. I mean, I'm not talking about acquaintances, people that you work, I cannot know everyone that you work with. Or neither can you know all the people that I work with. But someone that you talk to on a regular basis, someone whose number is frequent on your phone, I should know the person. And that you should not hide your phone. Some of you have two phones. What do you need two phones for? One is prepaid and one is regular. So the prepaid is a uh, Real one. Because there is no bill generated anywhere. No list of. You see, do not leave room for doubt. Do not leave room for doubt. Don't have social media accounts that your spouse does not know. Social media accounts that your spouse does not know. That you communicate with people. You create doubt you create suspicion and you create questions and that can break the trust. I say trust is a very strong pillar but very delicate. It's a small thing that you do to break that trust in the home. Amen. Yeah. We will pause here. Our time is up. And so we will pause here. And then we will continue next time we meet. Stand to your feet, please. Stand to your feet. And let us thankful and grateful for your word in the name of jesus if there's anyone here this afternoon you are not born again you are saying pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus i want to come to jesus if that is you you want to give your life to christ this afternoon you want to welcome jesus christ into your life if that is you with all eyes closed and every head bowed wherever you are just lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you You say pastor pray with me i see your hand god bless you god bless you you're saying pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus i want to welcome jesus christ into my life i see your hand keep it up is there anyone else you want to give your life to jesus you want to give your life to christ if that is you also you are hearing the voice of god says, today is your day do not leave here without getting Christ into your life welcoming Jesus into your life is there anyone here like that? oh come on to Jesus let him have his if you have lifted up your hand I just want you to just take one bold step just join me here just come here. Just join me. Yes. Come, join me. Jesus. I want to just say a short prayer with you. It's okay. It's okay to come. Give what? Him your him life, life today. Come on to Jesus. Jesus. Hey. say this prayer after me say. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you, you for dying for me. Lord Jesus Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe God. you died for my sins. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again on the third day. I believe, I believe you rose again on the third Lord day. Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I come to you with a heart full of repentance. With a heart full of repentance, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, cleanse me from, me from all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. This afternoon. This afternoon. I welcome you into, welcome my, life. You into my life. Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my, be my master. master. Be my savior. Be my savior. Please write my name. Please, please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Why don't you clap your Thank hands for Jesus? Amen. And you may be seated.